since your birthday and New Year's Eve are the same day, yeah. like I feel like there's like a special misery that you that you have in that in oh, a way. God. And um, I'm just wondering, like, a lot of people have like a worst New Year's Eve story, but yeah. do you have like a worst birth worst birthday slash New Year's Eve? that's memorably bad uh my worst was when i got food poisoning from a bag of carrots that i ate trying to not eat cake oh, that's so uh, no i ate a whole bag of baby carrots um and In and an i remember it very cake. clearly i was playing trivial pursuit and eating carrots trying to avoid all the sweets because i was with my family you know what there's somehow an oblique lesson in this yeah, and not to be Just too slice graphic or profane, but let me tell you that, like, oh no, God, oh my God, when the only thing you eat is no. an orange vegetable. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> hey, this is Amrita and Andrew. We're on a podcast journey to find our way through freelance life. If you're thinking about taking the leap off the beaten path in any part of your life, our advice is don't, don't think, think twice. twice. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. 2018 was a little bit of a dark thud. It was. And so I'm happy to be here with you again. <laughs> too there was some there were some highlights we did some good things we were busy but i'm happy to get back on a podcasting routine yeah me too i'm it's like it's very very welcome it's a new day mm-hmm. nancy pelosi's speaker of the house again again mm-hmm. our government's still broken <laughs> but but there's light at the end of the a tunnel a lot of shit is still broken no. but life goes on and here we are but i'm doing great how are you? Yeah. Um, good. Well, I guess maybe we can talk about a little bit about what we've been up to, um, even though I said we Will should we talk about it a little later. No, yeah. let's just lightning just knock it out. update no. on where we've been. Where we've been, because yeah. we have to assess where we've been <laughs> to move forward. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's been super busy. 2018 was so, especially the second half. Yeah. I remember sitting down with you at a certain point and we just looked at each other and we're like, this fall is going to be crazy. And this fall was really crazy. Yeah. It was like really crazy. I mean, I probably saw you a handful of times between Oh my gosh, it was like September the least that we've seen each other since we've met each other yeah. probably. Yeah. And um and most of that was due to uh you know, dumb things like work. Yeah. A, lo- <laughs> a lot of work. But a lot of a lot of work, a lot of new work. We worked together on some projects for the um for work for mm-hmm. kind of the first time um with our company. Um, we yeah, well, I mean, we've worked together a lot before, but it was just in a different way. Oh, in a different way. Like, it, absolutely in a different way. Um, and it was really great. It yeah, because like, I guess you never know if you, you know, work with your friend, like in a, with a client and like a professional uh, project that's not your, you're not driving Right, like it. we've done tons of creative projects between yeah. us. Um, and this was some of our first work where it was like, there was a third party client involved or project involved and um i mean i I had no doubts like i knew we were gonna work great together but it was like really awesome it was such a like seamless like left hand right hand never had to have a check-in meeting it's so nice to be like oh (laughs) shit i have to do that thing today and then like going to do it and it's already been done yeah yeah i had that countless times happen uh, it was awesome um 
So we traveled for work, which was really awesome, mm-hmm. like all over. You know, you were in California, I was yeah. in Vancouver. You were in Canada a couple Canada, times, like California. Times. <laughs> yeah, um, Ottawa, Toronto, and Vancouver. So it, it, we were kind of all over the place and um, some more of that coming up. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I started a part-time job managing an opera company. Mm-hmm. Managing director. Managing director. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm in charge <laughs> yep. and it's um it's interesting to be in a, a tiny company usually it's like uh, like to do anything like if i want to like you know mm-hmm. buy a pencil i have to like sign, sign a requisition form right. and get it stamped by like six people but now it's like i want to make big changes like something really big scale and i'm like who needs to sign off on this and they're like I guess you're that person. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to make a decision and then I have to just do it. And then I have to also, you know, deal with whatever the fallout is. Yeah, I mean, you have to be accountable for it. Yeah, which is like interesting because it's like I've never been in a company of that scale. So um, so that's been interesting and also I think really useful for hopefully useful um, for other other ventures. Right. right. And it's weird being back in like the theater world and stuff, Mm. especially because it's like opera like i'm not really a theater person like we're, we're music people right um although i have been like uncomfortably rubbing not uncomfortably but like interestingly rubbing up against some of our colleagues from our past lives. it's a small world yeah because yeah, um, i'm also working part-time a little bit um not in a leadership capacity for another opera company based out of boston and you know every now and again it's like someone they mention it's like oh yeah oh yeah i know that person i, I worked I... with that person yeah it's it's interesting it's a small um, world it's a, it's a very small world yeah. um so that's but that's been like crazy actually because coming into a big role like that especially if it's you know it's kind of a it, it is my day job it's, mm-hmm. a, it's sort of a um a part of sort of secondary part honestly to my like you know, our professional yeah. life and our, our creative life. So, um, so that's been a lot to, to take on. And I feel like I'm like all, all fall, both of us were like, we were both managing five email accounts yeah. a piece. It was, I mean, five wrong. inboxes. That was insane. And, you know, always feeling like trying to like catch up and never being ahead of the ball is like, I think crazy making. So first time I can say truly that I felt like there weren't enough hours in the day and I knew that I was not going to finish everything that I needed to finish in the day. And it's like the first time I've just been like, well, someone's going to be mad at me today. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's just like, we have to like, you have to like choose who that's going to be from day to day. Yeah. Like literally. It was, it's, it's a tough place to be. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to be back there frankly ever again. And, and, uh, um, multitasking really took a, took a toll on my life. Not just while I was at work, but uh, it's only now after been like a month of kind of not having to do that mm-hmm. that I'm starting to feel like I'm getting back to myself. Oh my God, completely. I mean, it got to the point where I I couldn't find words. I would just be talking to people and, and <laughs> I didn't have words and I would just I blankly look at them like, you know what I mean? And they're like, no, I think no, it's I don't. something about like being in deep focus on one thing and then having to change like you know, screech to a halt and like be in deep focus on another thing. It's like that changing gears takes so much more energy than actually doing any yes. of the things yes. that you're doing. And I, that sounds very like melodramatic, but it was really, that was the hardest part was like in switching between the inboxes is just like when you're have to go from deep focus on one thing to deep focus on a completely different thing. It's just like your brain can't really handle that 
like that much yeah. turning on a dime. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, but you were working I, on some big fashion Yeah. Contracts. So it was the first time ever I did some some a uh, couple of fashion shows. I did one, um, Ralph Lauren's 50th anniversary um, fashion show and dinner, which took place in Central Park back in September for Fashion Week. Was uh, it, that was like the event of Fashion Week, too. It was like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so I worked with a creative agency. There was a team, team of us uh, production managers who put it together. Um, it was my first time working with them. They were great people. It was a big production. I mean, a fashion show runs for like 20 minutes. I mean, they could run for 15, they could run for 30, but even still, you know, and then right. and then there was a dinner that followed afterwards at Bethesda Fountain, which is a famous fountain. But it's just like a Central moment in time. Park. Right. Yeah. It's a matter of, you know, three to four hours for, for an incredible amount of money and mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met a lot of really great people and it was... Um, uh, I had never worked in fashion, so it was like a learning experience. Um, from industry to industry, people work differently, and uh, so it was it was yeah. interesting to see how fashion people pull it all together. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you literally saw every celebrity. It was yeah, like they were, they were everywhere. Everyone. They were like I mean, it's no secret because all these people were like had it on their on their Instagrams or whatever. But it's like from Oprah to like all the supermodels, to anybody like who's Hillary ever Clinton to Kanye, Clinton, to, yeah, like. Um, you know, every actor, actress on, yep. on the planet. Right. So anyway, so that was like interesting. And you were, you were like so nonplussed by well, the whole thing. Well, <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> like unimpressed. No, I wasn't unimpressed. It was, it was interesting. And uh, it was a beautiful dinner. And, uh, but at some point you kind of go uh, face blind <laughs> to celebrities because there are just so Can many mm-hmm. and they're all in one spot. And okay, there are some people you can pick out easily, but there are a lot of actors and actresses that like are handsome and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I know, I, I, I think I, are you an actress? <laughs> uh, but I will say, of all the people that I saw, notably the woman who stood out, and maybe she stood out because for a second I thought the man who was sitting next, standing next to her, um, invading her personal space was uh, a cater waiter, but it turned out to be Nick Jonas. <laughs> Which made sense because that is now her husband, but Priyanka Chopra yeah. was uh, notably beautiful that night. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a very cute couple and they have very good chemistry. Well, that is like, that's like hot, like hot news from like the front lines because yeah. I think it's unclear. People are unclear, including well, me. Well, as a person who had no interaction with them, but was within... 15 feet, 10 feet of them. Palpable they sexual looked, chemistry. Yes, yes. Okay. That, they look very happy together. I'll buy it. And they look very cute together. Yeah, so you stayed on after Ralph Lauren yeah. and you um, worked another big show. Stayed on, worked through the fall. And then in December, Chanel had a show, um, which is sort of an interesting show because it's outside of fashion season. It's outside of their couture line, I learned. It's called Metier d'Art, mm-hmm. um, which is basically a celebration of all the fine craftsmanship that... Um, happens in the house all like the hand beating beating and feathering and whatever whatever um and that happened at the metropolitan museum which was also a really interesting place to work for the very first time because the labyrinth below (laughs) the gallery spaces i can't believe you got to see all that i mean the so cool the security that's involved um there's just a security guard stationed at like every corner down every hallway i mean just hundreds of like you can't ima- I can't imagine like the the you know value of all the art that's in right. there <laughs> um, in the vault like the, not even the stuff that's out on display but like 
all the stuff that's stored away that they can't. You know, and I never thought about, I mean, obviously art needs to be moved and it needs to be moved in and out of a building. I don't know what I imagined, but um, when we were loading in the Chanel show, because we took over the Temple of Dinder, which is a, mm-hmm. a pretty notable part of the museum. Um, so we had to, to bring in a lot of materials through the loading dock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one day... The museum emailed us and said, oh, by the way, we're moving art tomorrow and the next day, you know, three pieces of art at this time, two pieces of art at this time. So we need the loading dock. And I don't know why that like shocked me that they would use a loading dock to move art. I mean, obviously, of course, yeah. I guess you, you know, the Mona Lisa had to get to the Louvre somehow, <laughs> <laughs> probably through the loading dock. But right. Anyway. It seems so pedestrian. Yeah, that's right. You think right. that like a chorus of angels should like carry it down. In my <laughs> mind, there's some there's some like airtight vault that you have to like go through with lasers, you know, like the first Mission Impossible sort yes. of thing. But there's not. It's just a guy who checks your name off a clipboard. Yeah, it's just Steve down at the loading dock. <laughs> but if you have any ideas about stealing anything from the Met, first of all, you shouldn't do that because it's, it's art that we enjoy. But second of all... <laughs> It's very fucking confusing when you go downstairs. Like, I don't know if Maybe it's designed that design. way. Maybe that's design, yeah. It's like I a labyrinth that, and then I, people get lost in there and they're yeah. just like starved to death. They just run <laughs> <laughs> um, But the show went off really well, I guess. Um, and then there was an after party in Central Park that I was sort of involved in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And apparently that went all right too. And uh, that concludes my fall, my fat so fall, crazy. fun fall so fashion. So crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but here anyway. we are. Um, but both of us, notably, things have, have calmed down. Yes. And it's like a really feels like a kind of a hard reset for 2019. I'm really excited really about it. really good way. Yeah. Really excited about it. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of 2019, I don't know if you saw... Um, some of the new legislation that has taken effect this year. I'm sure some of you have, uh, um, but new laws across the country that, that have taken effect. I mean, a lot of them have to do with like uh, minimum wage hikes and whatever, which is great. Uh, but there are a few that are... <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. Okay, so you haven't read any of these. Well, okay, so there are a couple... In, there's one in California that I really like, which is about uh, the minimum number of women who need to be on your board um, oh, nice. of a publicly traded company. Nice. Uh, this year, it's like one, and then in 2021, it goes up to like two or three, or it's like a ratio or something. So, love that. That's a great law. Another California law that I that I just can't. It's just too much, you know. Sometimes, sometimes good people just do bad things, and it's uh, a law that now makes pets not property, such that in a divorce dispute, a judge can grant custody of pets including partial custody and look if you're listening to this and you're like oh yeah that makes sense it does not make sense (laughs) it does not make sense i was i wasn't sure like i like i I was like maybe maybe andrew's gonna make a left turn and think this is like a good idea no okay because like i was rolling my eyes uh people gonna spend taxpayer money standing in court Arguing, arguing over a chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know people, people put, put people consider, I was going to say white people, but current company <laughs> excluded, like really put like pets like inside their family. Like it's like they their, do. it's like their kid. I mean, 
I just can't. I can't. I can't even deal. Like I, I we have lots of people that we like yeah. who refer to themselves as like Mommy dog and moms Daddy. and dog dads and stuff like that. And I just really can't deal with that. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you're that person, you need to stop. <laughs> not to put too fine. It's 2019. Point. I'm not going to hide my opinion. <laughs> it's gross. And don't let your dog lick inside your mouth either. Hey, now uh, that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But a couple. Um, also, Hawaii now legalizes um, assisted suicide. Oh. That sounds depressing, but I think it's actually oh, and, a beautiful and thing. New York City uh, now allows you to put gender X. Yes, New York City, you can do that on your birth certificate. On your birth certificate. So it's like real. Uh, and then in Illinois, uh, you can now wear pink when you hunt, whereas <laughs> you used to only be able to wear the orange, the bright orange. Um, Wait, when you're seriously, hunting? by law? By law. That's insane. So now now pink is, an, is another option. Great. So these are the things that legislators have spent the year working on. So this is the time of year, obviously, for like resolutions and stuff. We don't really do resolutions. We do goal setting mm-hmm. as of the last couple of years. Um, yeah. which has been super effective and awesome. And um, and I won't get too much into that. Like, we did a thing. We did a little, like, session where we reviewed all the awesome things that happened. Well, all the things that happened. Yeah. Um, positive and negative in 2018. And the list of, like, like cool things that interesting right. things that happened right. was much longer than I anticipated when I actually sat down to try to, like, yeah. ca- catalog them. Um and then just, you know, framing our, our next year's or this year's kind of goals as like, you know, manageable, I'd, like breaking them down into right. manageable chunks. Here's our goals. Here's um, our steps. Here's right. our deadline. And yeah, deadlines and deliverables and like concrete yeah. things. Um, so that's all well and good. Um, we both have been sort of uh, struggling with a very common <laughs> um, thing around this time of year, which is like returning to fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, returning to fitness period yeah. uh really just like kind of le- leapt back into it in earnest this week and how's that going oh my god it's like so hard and so miserable and a couple things like y- we were talking about this last week when when we saw each other that like you know it's gonna be horrible yeah you just have to go in knowing this is gonna be this is gonna suck a lot yeah and then it's going to suck a little less. And I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at I am trusting that it's going to suck less. And I just it, I just have to chip away at this oh, until yeah. it Because I think better. way too highly of myself. So then if like something sucks, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I mean, something sucks. Like, I don't know. It's like I don't have faith in myself. <laughs> well, I just I just don't have patience in long-term change. Like, glad we just talked about it because mm-hmm. it sucked so much going back. It sucked so much. It, like, it hurts. I'm, I'm like the by far so remedial that I like it's sad because it's like I just can't do any of the things that I used to be able to uh-huh. do all these things. But um, we also talked about this a strategy for for dealing yes. with embarrassment. And I just want to return to that because I think it's very. Okay. I want to talk about this for a bit too. Yeah, because I think it's really funny. So um, I have a friend who suggested to me that when I'm navigating free weights at the gym and I'm feeling uncomfortable about it, um, especially because I'm like, oh, I don't want like them to think like I'm a dumb girl that doesn't know how, you know, because I yeah. feel like there's a lot of like these burly dudes in yeah. the free weight section, and um, I don't want them to help me either. I just want to 
be left alone. Be left alone to figure out where stuff is and how to use it. And like, I basically know how to do everything. I just need to like find my way. So, but when feeling awkward about it, she goes, okay, so just imagine that you're, you're an Olympic weightlifter. You have been to the Olympics. Tragically, you suffered from a bout of amnesia. And now you're trying to find your way back to your sport, you know? Yeah. So amnesiac weightlifter in the free weight section, that, that visualization does that help you a lot so i've been doing this kind of thing for a while now too although it's not an amnesia thing well i mean that doesn't have to be your particular fantasy like today i was in a bar class Mm -hmm. and you know and there's all these like you know eight foot tall like fitness glamazons in i'm pretty sure my class was made up entirely of instagram influencers today it was out of control um and um and i'm like i can't like lift my leg off the ground i'm like dying and so you know what i was like I, you know, I, I was, I headlined in the ballet russe. Yeah. Like these bitches don't even know. Unfortunately, I shouldn't have taken that, you know, rich, handsome lover from Hong Kong. Cause we went down a dark path, got into yeah. drugs. I got obese. It's fine. Like lost my job, but you know, I'm getting back on track, <laughs> yeah, but like, back on track. but the, what these women don't know is that like, I'm, you know, I'm a ballet superstar. So uh, I use the same strategy, but I <laughs> add on to it just a little bit. Okay. And this is so if if you go to the gym and you're feeling any kind of way about it, I would suggest this this. You rotate what your story is depending on what equipment you're using. Such that your strength is always the thing that you're not doing. So if right. you're on the treadmill, then you're like a championship something that doesn't require any sort of cardio. So <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, like What's that Canadian game they play with rocks on the ice? Curling. So you're a curling gold medalist when you're on the treadmill. Right, right. So you just rotate so that like they're just seeing like you're just you're seeing the the, the weakest part of my right, game right, right. Now. like I'm like very I'm actually like very coordinated. Very I'm very fit. good I'm at this other good. thing. And this is just like maintain you know this is just meant to like balance it all out you know just like. <laughs> The baseline. Well, I maintain I, the baseline. I think like I, I kind of described it in a sort of hostile way, but it's really just more like, like, who are they to judge? They don't know my story. And by somehow like elevating my story to something super dramatic, yeah. it helps me like justify that they can't judge me. But in reality, who are they to judge us like, period? Well, yeah, but it's but, also more but fun. But it, it's so, it's so fun. And I, and you know, and the, the funny thing is like, I'm not out here like judging anybody else in the class. Well, I mean, that's the ultimate thing, right? Because <laughs> no one like, actually fucking cares. Like, no, no one, one cares. even no, no noticed you were there uh-huh. ever. That's just a rule that we need to remember in life. Except when I dropped a prop because I couldn't hold it like between my knee and my, my thigh and I, and it like rolled away into the I almost took my eye out on, yeah. a, on a on a dangling piece of equipment and then, okay so that's it but we're just starting on our journey again I went to the gym day two felt terrible yeah I promised myself I'd stay till 11 a.m and at 11 a.m it was in the locker 10, 59 room 59 <laughs> and 99 yeah. so I, I did it I stayed for 45 minutes but very good yeah so it's gonna be a struggle until it's not so let's just keep on the slog and remember that because keep up making stories about ourselves to make <laughs> ourselves rich fantasy feel better. Lives. Yeah. <laughs> i was watching news or something and they were talking about the new um ai trends for the year for the new year and okay um the artificial intelligent trend of 2019 is terrifying 
as predicted by some woman. Yeah, you know, I got into a conversation with a lady who worked in AI uh-huh. at a Christmas party uh-huh. that I went to randomly, and I started like, I started like getting like um, white all the way around my eyes and started ranting to her about like how the machines are taking over and shit, and she was like. Okay, like I'm sure she she runs into like crazy things. They are. Like I suddenly turned into like a, a conspiracy theorist in that moment. Well, this is the thing. They've now developed technology that is so good that there will soon be videos that have been completely, not only manipulated but just completely uh, made up. Oh yeah, you know I read so about that this are so in clear the context that, that we will not even be able to have video footage that proves anything. Right. So I, I so when we have a video of com- Donald Trump peeing on a Russian prostitute, he'll say it's just artificial it's intelligence. It's the bots. Yeah. yeah. I, well, no, I, I was actually thinking about this in, in the context of porn because there was they, they had interviewed some celebrity about how the fact that like there are already videos out there that have like sort of generated pe- yeah. like celebrities into um, into porn, um, which is like, yeah, it's, it's eerie. <laughs> it's kind of like... it's. If, so we have to look forward to that. Um are seeing all our favorite celebrities in porn, which I guess that's a good thing. It could be. But then, you know, you know? Uh, everyone being able to deny all the bad <laughs> things they've ever done. Uh, well, so speaking of, of trends for 2019, really quickly, <laughs> I worked a, um, I, I worked an event at the end of, of, of 2018 <clears throat> that was a, uh, it was, per, it was a, about launching the top 10 uh, wellness trends for 2019. So yeah. <laughs> you're like already exhausted. Yeah. Um, so some of the trends were like, I have to say that there was only, there was one trend that is something that I um, am, have peripherally experienced and I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm basically on board until I'm convinced otherwise, which is oat milk. Okay. Um, which actually, it's it's like it's like hyper trendy. Yes. I hadn't mm-hmm. I hadn't like heard of it until pretty recently. This is that, so boring. I know, I'm sorry. Okay. We're <laughs> no, I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to tell me about oat milk right I'm, now? No, no, I'm just defending. I'm defending oat milk briefly, but the other trends were like, okay, thank you, thank you for that. By the way, um, the uh, some of the other trends were um, having a full bush. Okay. Like um, 70s era pubic like, hair. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, and then um, what else? Oh, getting your vitamins via IV drip, which is apparently a thing that you can do. You can have someone come to your house and give you yes, an IV drip about this. in your well, home. You know, I shared with you my not, uh, my idea. Has it been shared on the podcast? I don't Should know I not that share it so it. people don't steal it? You know what? Let's just say we've slapped a copyright on this bitch. Okay, right yes, we've now. copyrighted it. But I'm. we are currently developing... <laughs> It's a loose term. Um, the f- world's first ever e-vitamin cigarette. A vape pen. Yes. For vitamins. Yes. So you can take a smoke break with your vape buddies, and all you're smoking is some good old vitamin C. <laughs> uh, I, I I may have initially expressed some mild skepticism about mild, this idea. Mild. You rejected it. I did Fresh not. out the gate. I did not. That is that is inaccurate. Your words were basically, and I paraphrase. That's the stupidest I- that idea I've ever heard. That is not what I Go said. Go throw yourself off a bridge. Yeah, Something well, like that. Oh sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but I have to say that I'm 
I really see the wisdom in it. It's a new, it's a new day. And I think this is a brilliant idea. It's brilliant. And I would, I would be a consumer and also, okay. So I got a CBD vape mm-hmm. pen. How did that work for you? Um, well, so I'm not really convinced that the effects are anything beyond psychosomatic, but but uh but i like it and it's you know i have one that's flavored like grapefruit it's so bougie now like i we went into like my super expensive local park slope drugstore and like you know park slope moms in with their little you know kids on scooters are coming in and, and buying it um it's now that it's like yeah the norm in in new york so um but anyway i i, I so we, we'll we'll throw some cbd into that vitamin vape pen sure. and it's gonna be a best that'll be an option yeah fact that I came across when I was talking to my niece who's in seventh grade Mm -hmm. uh, in Georgia. Um, I haven't lived in Georgia for since I was 18 years old so it's been a while and it's easy to forget where I come from and the things that are happening there. Casually she's a big reader casually she just mentions uh, the book that they are reading in their seventh grade English class. Okay. She just said it and moved on and I had to stop her and be like what? Um, and she's like, yeah, uh, the teacher's having us read Ben Carson's autobiography. No fucking way. There's I no said, way. I said, I said, what are you talking about? And, and uh, so, yeah, so this teacher has chosen the Ben Carson autobiography, which Josie tells me is very religious. No shocker. Um, this is horrifying. And uh, poorly written. And this is a seventh grader who's like, this is dumb. This, and I was like, I your I, I just can't believe that in 2018, 2019, like, <laughs> this is what's happening. Wow. That my poor niece is reading about Ben Carson in seventh As grade. assigned reading. Yeah. Of Oof. all the autobiographies, biographies, memoirs that you could, you could pick you in sure history. You sure shit aren't going to find them reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was, um, that was sad. That is really, really sad. So I just wanted wow. to point that out. Wow. Um, uh, but anyway, a few other things, if you'll indulge me. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, first of all, we're coming up. It's January that we're recording this, and we're coming up on um, MLK Weekend in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. which um, means that you and I um, and our friend Ulysses have an important decision to make. We do. Um, because we need to travel somewhere, and I guess – we need to decide what that is. I don't know what the criteria needs to so be. It, it's kind of hard to ex- to capture exactly. I, mean, I think honestly, Ulysse has has captured the the essence of. I feel like in a, he could summarize this better than we yes. can. But we've somehow made ourselves a bit of a um, MLK weekend tradition, tradition. Uh, around a, like a pilgrimage to a bedraggled <laughs> location of some kind, yeah. or like something that. It reveals its greatness in subtle ways. So for it's a nice way to put it. Yeah. So so for instance, we two years ago went to Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Um, by train, which is really by like twelve hour train, really how far, how, eight like hours, eight hours on the train. Um, which honestly probably would have taken that long in a car in the snow. But um, yeah. we took a train trip to Buffalo. Uh, and I don't know how I got snookered into this, but you know, 
because we, of my will power, yes true i was like you're coming yeah you're like, coming you into the cold and the snow you know which is like my buffalo. i usually am running full speed yeah from me too away from that. me too um and then it was like spoiler alert buffalo is fucking awesome so i think my thinking when we yes first of all buffalo is a great city mm-hmm. um anyone who's listening from buffalo thank you for <laughs> shouts <laughs> welcoming us <laughs> but um now that I think back, I think my reasoning is that January and was um, and February and March are like the worst parts of the year. Yes, in the northern hemisphere, uh, and so I was I wanted to embrace that. Yeah, it's like kind of like spirit. a weird way of like leaning into the misery yeah. and then somehow coming through on the other side yeah. to something else. So similarly, last year we didn't travel too far. We traveled locally, I guess, last year. Yeah. To I don't even know what neighborhood. Like, no offense, Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> I like don't even know. I honestly cannot even tell you where we were. We were yeah, like I've lived in Brooklyn for ten years. I didn't know where we were. We were in the hinterlands of Brooklyn, yeah. somewhere like deep interior. Yeah. And just wandering around, and we like came upon this amazing bar that was like horse jockey race themed um with like all these like neighborhood ass people who were like who are you like (laughs) like we couldn't have gotten weirder looks if we had walked into like the only bar in like like you know laramie wyoming or something like it was like crazy and um had like the best time yeah it was the best so we so now we now need to find another another one maybe a bus (laughs) right away a train right away um i've been thinking i mean the Poconos to me are, is an option. Mm-hmm. That has sort of a mid-century kitsch aspect that yeah. I'm uh, that I appreciate. Um, I actually have been to the Poconos one time. I took an inadvertently romantic um, trip with my high school my high school best friend. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad that that this is like a tradition that we can perpetuate because <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been actually really like great and uh one of the few ways in which i can find some joy from winter. and that time of the year is <laughs> and that time of the year is when you're farthest away from any holiday um the end of january i guess that's true yeah yeah which notably i've, I've read this a couple times like january 23rd or 26 something around there is like the most depressing day of the year and <laughs> reason being because it's farthest away farthest from, any from holiday. holidays and um you know, think days haven't started to get quite long enough yet. <laughs> so I think we need to make MLK travel weekend a thing, thing mm-hmm. where you go to like a a rough, rough place. place. Okay, great. And you spend a few dollars mm-hmm. and you revive the economy mm-hmm. one MLK day at a time. I have now joined um, a wine subscription service. <gasps> Shut up. Look, it's cheap. That's awesome. Uh, and I don't have a good wine store since I moved in June. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one on Nostrand, but it's like I'm in a transitional neighborhood. So when like a lot of New York transitional neighborhoods, they'll only have like really cheap liquor stores and uh-huh. then just like then very like, expensive sushi restaurants right, and right. like this wine shop. That's what like, it was like when when I like when, when I initially in lived in Harlem, yeah, there was like there was like a sushi restaurant where like a like a salmon roll was like eight dollars, right? And then there was like the and across the street from me was the the Crispy liquor store that had chicken. Well, that was Obama fried chicken was yeah. on my ground floor, but <laughs> across the street was that like bulletproof glass type of liquor yeah. store where they, that's what we have. It, they, their, their best seller is like the airport sized. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which 
by the way, I was walking down the street the other day mm-hmm. and uh, just up Nostrand, which is mm-hmm. uh, my block here. And um, I had my headphones on, my head down. I had some things I was going to mail and someone brushed my shoulder. And, and then he turns and he points to this broken wine bottle uh, that was in a black bag, plastic bag on the sidewalk. And he's like, hey, man, like you bumped me when I came, was coming out of the liquor no. store just now. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. oh, and I, and he, he didn't point that out yet when he said that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry. He was like, yeah, you know, I was, I was carrying that. And he pointed to it and it was like broken on the ground. So I'm standing on the sidewalk. He's like, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it was like, uh, that was like $10. I need like $10. And then uh, a car pulls up and honks a horn. And uh, this guy looks over to this woman who's probably 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at me and she's like, keep walking. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, my she's God. She's like, no, just keep walking. Don't listen to this guy. Keep walking. And I was like, oh, you know, he was. And she's like, no, honey, you just keep walking with me. So she, I started walking. She just like followed me because he was following me. And then she, people were like honking the horn because it's a busy avenue. <laughs> and she just went the speed of my walk. To accompany you. And she you was harassing to- him the whole time. Like, leave that, leave that boy alone. Leave that boy alone. He was just, you know, a junkie. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I don't know why I was telling that story. No. Oh, point being, oh. <laughs> I signed up for a wine subscription service. Because <laughs> All these bitches out on the street trying to take my money. So, <laughs> so oh my I got God. my first delivery uh, in December. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to give it a couple more months. It's like there's no commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they sent me three reds and one white. And the red, the white was delicious. Mm-hmm. But then they sent me three bottles of red wine that all go with pizza, steak, and barbecue. It's almost like they know you. I know, right? <laughs> So I'll keep you updated. (laughs) That sounds great. Let's get into one of those, actually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my God, there's this like extremely mediocre white guy who's like positioning himself as like the star of the group. Like, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that this like white man is profiting (laughs) off of the labor of all these like much more talented people of color. (laughs) A real story for for, for our times. For our times. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so that was Pentatonics.